Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Tomboy Official. Newcomers, welcome. Veterans who have been here and you're just logging back in again because maybe you like it here. Um, definitely, we like you guys being here. So welcome back. Um, today's topic, I wanted to talk more about... Um, intimacy in a way that's like related to the self and how that kind of comes into play with other people as well um now I've talked about emotional intimacy before um and a lot of other related topics and um today I wanted to touch on kind of like the internal aspect of that um more so than the you know dynamic between one person like one person and another person or like a I don't know like a poly a poly type of relationship or um all those different uh types of variables um just from an individual perspective Um, That's something that a lot of times I notice doesn't really get covered. And, you know, I'm pretty motivated to do this topic today, but I'm hoping that I that it comes out right. I am tired. Oh, man, I'm tired. I uh, had one of those nights. Um, You know, I had a roommate who's got overseas family that she takes calls in the middle of the night so it was like 3 30 a.m when I got woken up by her yelling on the phone because she talks super loud and gets in these heated conversations with her family members and uh, sometimes we can't tell is she talking to herself is she talking on the phone like is she yelling at the walls like what is she doing in there um but you know it woke me up and then I couldn't really go back to sleep so this was like 3.30 a.m. According to my smartwatch, I went to sleep around midnight, but I I felt I was trying to get to sleep. I felt it was closer to like 11.30, 11.45-ish, but maybe it was actually dozed off around midnight. So I only really slept like three, four hours, and then um, I did kind of fall into a deeper sleep like sometime after 6 45 a.m but you know work starts for me at 8 a.m so I had to kind of deal with that tiredness and took me probably about an hour and a half to like actually get going um around 9 15 I finally was like I need breakfast I need coffee um so I took my break and went to McDonald's and got a McGriddle meal with no meat and just a small coffee and just drink half of that coffee which is a lot for me so right now I'm kind of coming down from that coffee and I went and got a snack from Jack in the Box I know this isn't even healthy guys um but I just wanted something cheap quick so that I could get get through some podcast episodes Uh, before having dinner otherwise I was gonna have dinner and probably have like a major like food coma crash 
So I was like, let me just snack, keep it light. I'm feeling a little bit better now that I'm kind of hydrated a little bit more and like ate a little bit of fries. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a lot for lunch because I was, you know, trying to make up for lost time. So I just had one of those uh, vegan protein shakes. It's probably like 130, 150 calories of plant-based, you know. I did work out during my lunch. Um, didn't get the full 30 minutes. Got through about 22 minutes. I'm happy with it. Um, but, yeah, it's a struggle today because of all that, that's been going on. But I'm still feeling blessed, still feeling grateful, still feeling like... Um, this is what I need to be doing today. Um, it kind of keeps me going, thinking of topics and thinking of things to um, discuss and then starting to post them like after work. But Jack in the Box was also taking like half an hour just to like get the fries. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But honestly, um, the cashier was kind of flirty. So that kind of made my day. Um, so shout out, shout out to the to the flirty Shout out to the flirty jack-in-the-box cashier um, for making my day wonderful. Um, anyways, so to the topic of intimacy. A lot of times when we talk about intimacy, we people automatically assume sexual intimacy, um, physical intimacy, even if it's not fully like sexual, but like maybe like I don't know back rubs massages things like that and then outside of physical people think about um probably next in line that somebody would think about would be like emotional like vulnerability being open and uh trust levels and you know developing trust building trust trying not to break trust trying to be good with boundaries and communication um so all that um in in account for what we think about when we think about intimacy um the next step in line is to really consider um you know if a person's having trouble developing intimacy with other people the difficulty is and this isn't the only difficulty but one thing that kind of was crossing my mind is like the difficulty can be either the people that are being chosen um, to have, to try and have like intimate, you know, relationships with. So, you know, if I am choosing people out there that aren't emotionally available or, you know, they just aren't good with communication or they're not comfortable with communication or they're not used to intimacy, or they're kind of not down for the same kind of relationship um, structure that I'm looking for, and, like, maybe they just want to be buddies and hang out and play tennis, and I'm just, like, all up in it trying to, like, get further with this uh, relationship. Like, maybe we're not on the same page. Um, and then, you know, so that that kind of thing can happen where it can be the other person that has their kind of hangups and then ourselves having kind of an issue trying to manage like how we're reacting to their hangups. Um, 
Now, it's pretty common for people to notice intimacy concerns in another person. Um, It's pretty easy to notice um, because you notice, you kind of start noticing like, hey, this this isn't really getting anywhere. There's no like depth to this. Um, there might be a lot of push and pull, which is another thing, but, um, sometimes it's just not happening, right? It's like, it can be for multiple reasons. Some of those reasons I mentioned, some of them I didn't even touch on yet, but, um, and I might not even touch on everything because there's just so much, so much that can be going on. Um, but if we take that into account and then we look at kind of like ourselves, right? Um, I think for our own selves, it's easy to decipher what contributes to us wanting to, um, have intimacy in our lives with another person or with ourselves, um, what contributes to us, you know, acting on or requesting or trying to kind of move forward, right? Because when you think about relationships, most of the time when you meet someone there's like a process right it's like it's like you know if I have a crush on somebody and I or if I meet somebody and then like we start hanging out maybe it's a friend of a friend or whatever and say if I meet them and then it's like you know you don't really know them right away but then the more I get to know this person I might start to think oh like this person has some qualities that I really like and I like the way I feel when I'm around this person and I, maybe I wasn't expecting to develop any kind of feelings towards them other than like, hey, let's play tennis, hey, let's play basketball, whatever. Um, maybe it became deeper than that or I want it to become deeper than that, right? Um, so that's kind of an early sign that like you're kind of wanting something um, and how to go about that can really vary based on what the other person kind of needs what the other person is kind of expecting what the other person is kind of wanting and then what you need what you're expecting what you're wanting um and it's very similar you know how you would address another person versus how you would address things within yourself um but I think what's common is a lot of times we're like okay like I like this person and I want to you know, do good with this thing and I want it to move further and I want there to be like this deep connection. And, you know, so we'll do the most on our end to be like trying to like engage with this person, um, not necessarily get engaged, like marriage engagement, but like, you know, interact and, you know, try to get to know them and, you know, um, with that, there can be a lot of expectations built up, um, and just kind of noticing things in people that, you know, you take, take like a step back and just kind of notice how they react to stuff. Like not in a judgmental way, not in a way that's like, "Ah, I caught you in this and I found your insecurities or like anything that you're going to use against them. Like, never from, like, this ego perspective that's just, like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to, like, use this information to kind of, like, you know, get what I want out of this. Um, People can smell that from a mile away, and it definitely disrupts levels of trust, um, you know, with the person you're trying to be with. 
Um, I would say early on, you don't really want to screw up early on. Um, you want to be cautious early on with other people's emotions, especially if you don't really talk about, about it too much about like, Hey, like, you know, what does it mean when you're not like texting me or what does it mean when you're not like calling me or what does it mean when you haven't, when you or I haven't made plans to like see each other in person? Like, what does this mean to us, to you, to like, what, what's going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain? What, what is it that's actually coming up, um, for the other person, um, and trying to like notice that and acknowledging it and just being like, okay, like, and seeing if it's something within yourself that you can kind of like deal with and just be like, okay, like, is this okay with me for now? Is it something I can deal with for now? Um, cause a lot of things are kind of temporary and things might progress, but they might not progress. And you'll notice if they don't progress, if they just don't progress. Um, so when it comes to our own selves, a lot of times what we don't do is we kind of don't see what it is that we want we kind of start looking like we do actually in a way see what we want we're like oh maybe I want this person maybe I want this relationship maybe I want this friendship maybe I just want this like deeper connection but not really seeing like the details of like what it is that we're actually trying to see to uh, get to um reflection is definitely key um I I don't know how many times I can even say this, but, you know, trying to get to a place in your life where you can sit with yourself and reflect on your day, whether that's journaling or recording like audio notes, kind of like I mentioned this before jokingly, but like how Felicity, if you guys ever watched that old like 90s show, uh, Felicity, where she's like this woman who goes to college and like she has this like diary that she records on this like little handheld tape recorder that's how old is like a tape recorder I don't even think it was digital I think it was just a handheld tape recorder um but it was small with the tiny little tapes like the kind that you would put like in an answering machine maybe um and she had all her like private details on there and stuff about her day um I don't know it's a whole thing (laughs) um but yeah it can kind of help you get ideas out and I can I can tell people kind of one method I use it's kind of like a fast easy method um it kind of helps me more easily to do this before I'm going to sleep but not like right when I'm trying to go to bed but like the reason why is because that is usually the time for me when my mind decides it wants to kind of try to capture what's going on but I don't want to do this right before I want to sleep because I still might need time to process things and I don't want to do it also too close to time to sleep because I might be too tired to actually like do the actual exercise itself um and so usually what I do is sometime after dinner usually like around like 8 30 p.m maybe 9 p.m or so I do some form of journaling and it's quick. It's a quick journaling. Um, I try not to get bogged down in the whole, like I did this and I woke up and I did that. And then I woke up and I did this and I did, you know, just kind of like almost like how I did in the intro, 
how I said like, oh, I didn't sleep too good last night because of, you know, the roommate situation and all that. And just kind of how I got through work and what was motivating me, just kind of that much information. Um, and I try not to go too in depth about that because then I'll spend my energy. If I do go too in depth about that, I'll spend all my energy kind of deeply kind of like describing all the details of what I remember for the day. My main purpose of the reflecting is trying to like process things that came up, um, things that are kind of of a more like, like a deeper level of what I was experiencing, not just like these are the facts, this is what happened, this is my perspective, but kind of like emotionally, like what was I feeling, um, kind of where were my thoughts going, um, so like even for the example for earlier today, um, there was, you know, the roommate that was kind of just like yelling and stuff. And I woke up to that. I wasn't like fully awake. Um, but there was something kind of in the background where I, I think that I had woken up first cause I, you know, I woke up first and then was a little cold. I don't know if she woke me up or if I woke up, um, just cause I woke up and then, you know, I was a little cold, so I turned on my heater, but then, like, over the heater, the sound of the heater, I could kind of hear, like, somebody, and then it started getting more and more amplified, and I was like, ah, here she goes again, because this isn't the first time. She does this often, and it's so obnoxious, but it wasn't the first time, uh, so I was just like, great, here we go. So usually my whole thing is I try to put in headphones, uh, head, uh, what are they called? Earplugs. And then I have a sound machine, a white noise machine to try to block out noise, but I had the heater on for a while. So I was like, well, I'm, I'll turn on the white noise machine too. Um, but it's probably just about as loud as the heater, but I don't like to sleep with the heater on because like, then I get all like, uh, kind of like dried out and stuff. So I turned off the heater after a certain point and then I could, I could like when the, when the, um, when the, I turned off the heater after a certain point and then I basically, um, um, yeah, after I turned off the heater, sorry, I always get distracted by this guy who's like chilling, walking around. Um, he lives in the plants over here where I record. There's like all these bushes and there's a couple tents here now. So there's like a little colony forming. Um, I mean, I'm not afraid of people who live on the streets and stuff. It's just, you know, I haven't been over here in a bit. So he's he's like looking at my car. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I would probably think along the lines of like, um, like that totally distracted me. You guys know how I get, um, like what like what it what was it that was kind of going through my mind like I was frustrated for sure just kind of like it's already hard for me to sleep I was doing so good with like my sleep I just got off a three-day weekend and I'm like man like this this is I was gonna sleep good I actually started falling asleep good last night um 
which I thought was good, like, because around, like, 10.30 or so, I was starting to get a little drowsy, and I was like, oh, this is good, you know, because I don't usually get drowsy and stuff, so I was, like, happy that I was falling asleep, like, early enough, and even if I sleep at midnight, that's kind of enough sleep, if I sleep, like, midnight to, like, 7 or so, that, that should be, like, it's enough, it's more than four hours, I'll tell you that much, um, so I woke up, because of whatever, and was frustrated to hear her just like going off and the the combination of the earplugs with the with the with the white noise machine wasn't really drowning her out enough and so usually when it gets to that point and I say usually which is the part that's frustrating is like it had to get to the point where I felt like okay I need to go knock on her door to like make her quiet down um and I was having all these thoughts kind of going through my mind of like I could be more on the aggressive side and like one of my other housemates mentions like you should just bang on her wall and like just kind of like make her make her feel the you know (laughs) the anger that I'm experiencing and like bang on the because we share a wall and like bang on her wall and like just to shut her up you know and I'm like yeah that's just really not my style because then like if she starts retaliating and starts like because she hits the wall sometimes but I mean like if she starts having that as a habit banging the walls and such then it's like oh my gosh what am I you know I can't deal with somebody who's screaming and banging on the walls just to like retaliate like she's not like she's not like erratic and like I mean she kind of is but not to the point where I mean I haven't created a situation with her where it's like I'm trying to like get revenge or anything even though I do passive aggressively kind of do that um but not by banging on the walls and things like that. Like, that is kind of more aggressive. Like, I, I'm more likely to just go and knock on the door. But it's like, now i got to put on my shirt and put on some pants. Because, you know, I don't really sleep in anything. And then, you know, I don't like walking around. And then, sure enough, you know, the, the house owner guy was there at her door already. Um, so I opened my door and he's already there. And I just kind of... He's standing there, you know, waiting to see if she's going to quiet down because he gives her a little time. And then I knock at her door just kind of rapidly, like, you know, loud, a little loud, but kind of rapidly, but for a short amount of time. And then I go back to my room because I'm like, well, he's going to manage the situation, but I didn't hear him knock. So I was like, well, he's probably not knocking Um, yet. And so I went back to my room. I hear him knocking after a while and she didn't quiet down for like a while. And I'm like, what is up with her? Like she didn't answer her door. She didn't quiet down. So she's finishing this conversation where she's yelling on the phone to this other person. And it's just, it's just not pleasant to just overhear, like to be woken up by somebody like having an angry conversation. Like she's not like shrieking or like screaming, but she's talking like, like in an arguing way like you can tell she's like not getting along with whoever's on the other end sometimes it's in English sometimes it's not and so um but it just keeps getting louder and louder all the time like she gets more and more escalated with these conversations and again it's three thirty in the morning so I'm like oh my gosh like here we go again we've had such a good run where she hasn't been doing this um and here she goes again um And so I was, like, disappointed and frustrated and angry and irritated. I had to, like, get up and, like, go knock on the door. And then it didn't end at that. And then she kept on. And then 
like the guy couldn't get her to really stop too much and it gets to the point where she opens her door and he's just like you need to go outside in your car and finish your phone call outside and for some reason she doesn't take her phone calls outside you know and it's like you know I record all these podcasts and things and I literally go down the street I go outside I'll go in my car I'm not comfortable recording from inside the house because the walls are so thin that even if I'm talking at this volume I know that people can hear me so unless I'm really feeling that tired or lazy I usually don't um stay inside the house um and do it and I'm talking about things that I don't really want everybody like overhearing so yeah I kind of just don't do that and she does do that but she does it at an hour that's like so ridiculous like anytime between like 12 30 a little after midnight to like four in the morning she might be on the phone because she's talking overseas but it's like I don't understand if she's awake and everybody else is asleep why can't she just go outside and this has been going on for over a year it's not every day but it's like she still is in my head I'm like you know I started getting frustrated because I'm like you know at first we were kind of being like empathetic and kind of like um, you know, trying to understand that she's got all these frustrations and stressors and stuff and just work with her and stuff. And now I'm realizing it's like, she doesn't really care or think about the others, you know, in the house. She thinks about herself that she doesn't want the discomfort or inconvenience of going outside to her car. She would rather annoy everybody in the house by having these lengthy, loud conversations at 3.30 in the morning, at 12.30 in the morning, at, not like multiple, multiple times in a day, but it's like, we kind of let her get away with it when she's there on weekends, it'll be like afternoon, and we're like, fine then, just talk on the phone then, like, whatever, even though it's annoying and we can hear it, it's like, whatever, and so, you know, she plays her music loud, she plays her TV loud, and she talks on the phone loud, and it's like, we just can't catch a break, and finally she started working, thank God, and she was working until 4.30 in the morning. So I was so glad that she was always gone. And then she would wake up and leave again at like 6.30. So I was like, thank God she's like gone all day, you know, most of the day. But um, it sounds like she's been home. This is the third day now that she's been home. So um, that's kind of how I go through how I go through things of just like reflecting on them um just kind of in my head I'll kind of recap the story but at the same time like kind of what was going on for me at that time um and why was I kind of feeling that way like the frustration was mostly coming from just me having to deal with the same thing again that I thought you know I wasn't gonna have to deal with anymore um and I mean, it's not all on her. I mean, it's on us too, because we allow it. Like we could all move. She could, we could request for her to get evicted. Um, there are options, but it's kind of like, nobody really knows like the best route to take. Cause we already know she has no car. She's struggling to find work. She has a lot of debt. She doesn't really have any money. So for her to get kicked out on the street, it's kind of like, that's not really something I really believe in as far as, like, kick somebody out, like, kick them while they're down kind of thing, like, I'm not really, and especially in this market where we live in Southern California, it's, like, used cars are super expensive, rent, I mean, if she tries to get a studio, she might be paying $1,800, $1,900 for a studio per month, 
I mean, it's pretty outrageous out here. And for her to have barely started working within the last two weeks, um, and she's not probably making a whole lot of money because she still hasn't fixed her car even. And she owes the landlord money and owes everybody money and stuff because she hasn't been working since near Veterans Day. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel for her, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel for me too. And so it's kind of one of these situations where it's like, it's just frustrating all around. Her problems are becoming our problems. Everyone else's problems, you know, when you live with people, everyone else's problems become other people's problems. And what I prefer with housemates and roommates is, yes, we're all going to have our problems and our issues. You know, like nobody's perfect. No one's life is perfect. But try your best not to let your issues affect other people. And so, you know, if I'm messy, keep my mess in my own room. You know, don't mess up the whole entire house. You know, if I'm loud, keep my loudness in a way that's like somewhere else so that everybody else doesn't have to deal with this. But I feel like she doesn't really consider other people. And just because, um, yeah, she just doesn't. Like, and that's kind of the conclusion I came to that I just, you know, that's what mostly upsets me is when people don't really have consideration for other people. Um, especially if it's like, dude, I have to work. She didn't even have to go to work today. She stayed home and I'm like, okay, like now I have to struggle through my entire shift because you couldn't get it together. And, you know, I found out the reason, but still, I feel like it's not an excuse, but I mean, yeah, she ended up, I mean, the, the, the landlord ended up having to threaten to call the cops on her. And he actually did call the police and just told him, oh, never mind, she's complying now. But he, you know, he went as far as calling the police because she's always just like so outrageous that we're just like, dude, what other option do we have other than being like it's some kind of domestic disturbance of some sort and like we can't get her to shut up because um, we're doing things the calmest way, which is knocking on the door, being polite. Um, but she's just not getting it through her head that like, Hey, when you're going to be loud and noisy, just go outside. Like nobody wants to hear you screaming on the phone, you know, at three 30 in the morning, you know, and there's some escalated debate, you know, that's not ending and we can all hear you. Like the walls are thin, the floors are wooden. He's in the, in the back and he can hear her. I mean, he's not even sharing a wall with her and he can hear her um from two doors down he can hear her like between two doors it's two doors and then he has a door between the hall and then there's his bathroom and then another door past his bathroom so he's behind two doors and he could still hear her so I'm like this is loud um and I don't think she really cares she just keeps on and so that gets super frustrating right um and you guys know how I rant about this person. This isn't the first time that I'm just like going off about like, here she goes again. But I mean, um, but that's just kind of how I kind of sit with things and process them. And then I'm like, okay, what decisions do I have on my end? I can be like practical about it and think about, you know, what kind of decisions can I make? What kind of practical moves can I make? What kind of options do I have on my end to create more peace for myself? Um, are there options? Are there not options? Um, and then I kind of think, you know, what do I need for myself? You know, I don't need this. Um, 
You know, I don't need to be having my sleep disturbed by some person that just can't get it together. I don't even expect her to get it together at this point. Even though we've had some good days just because she's working, she's probably not even going to keep this job because she can't keep up the pace of this uh, super strict schedule, like late night hours and driving all over the place. And she doesn't even drive her own car. She's driving the housemate's car. And I just saw her drive past right now. So um, she just, she's just super, you know, it's it's just, it's hard to deal with somebody who's just super in their own world, doesn't care about anybody else. Um, but um, she's really like a big stressor in a lot of our lives and I'm not really a fan of it um I don't really have an easy time dealing with being angry about things um especially when it's because of some other person that I find to be like disrespectful and just like not caring um but all of this translates to you know, kind of just my own things that I, that I have going on, you know, it's like when I'm comfortable somewhere, I have a hard time getting up and leaving, even if there's a lot of other discomforts, um, so I like the price of this spot, um, that's a big selling point for me, I like, um, that I live with older people, because they're not trying to, like, hang out and stuff, I like the area, because I can go hiking, it's in a calm neighborhood. It's in my favorite neighborhood as far as where to live. Um, and I just enjoy the area and I don't really want to move. I'd rather have her move, honestly. But she can't move because she has like nothing to really work with and can't even really keep a job or get to and from her job without the support of the landlord. So, um all around, I mean, like, literally, I'm gonna have to move out of this situation, because she's not gonna shut up, um, she's either gonna end up getting kicked out, and kicked out onto the street, or she's gonna find something good, and the second things are kind of smoothed out, at least a little bit, she might get evicted, but that's still gonna be a process, um, she still has to be given at least 30 days, and so, yeah, and then, yeah, I'm gonna have to pay more, so... I don't know. All these things just make it complicated. Alright, guys. Um, I went on a bit of a rant, so I think I'm going to cut that out. Um, So I was trying to talk about intimacy and kind of how I process my own emotions about things. And I kind of started getting on this rant about this whole housemate situation. Um, But mainly how I arrange the method that I use to process things um, really includes me going more in depth about like the emotional aspects of what I experience so you know if there's like a lot of frustration with things and anger with things and irritability with things and just like not really feeling like I have control over things changing or not being able to get everything that I want. I mean, that's kind of what's been coming up for me lately with this situation with this roommate. 
because she's loud, she's noisy, she's obnoxious and just like can't get it together. And I'm literally losing sleep. Like I mentioned, I only slept about four hours literally because of her. Um, That situation was so annoying and, you know, it got to a point where it's like, okay, like once people are like yelling at each, like yelling at each other because they were, you know, the two housemates started like yelling at each other because the the older man who kind of runs the house was kind of like trying to like get her to stop and then she was just like yelling and not happy and expecting people to be like empathetic with with her situation but it's like dude like she was being selfish you know by being up at 3 a.m yelling on her phone when the solution is go in your car and yell on your phone in your car that's parked like not even 20 feet from where your bedroom is or from the front from the front door go outside you know that's the rule if you're going to be loud you know especially if it's late at night go outside um I mean, she thinks she has privacy because she, because she, you know, isn't speaking a language that any of us speak, but we can still hear, you know, it's like, we can still hear that you're arguing with somebody. We can still hear that you're fighting on the phone, that you're yelling, that you're screaming, and that nobody can sleep until you decide that it's time for you to sleep or stop dealing with this issue that you're so stressed over. Um, And we deal with this all the time and we're always trying to ask her to be quiet Maybe not every single day, but at least once a week, if not maybe a couple times a week. Um, Sometimes we have a lucky week and we don't have to deal with her at all, but usually it's like, oh my gosh. Um, Plus with her borrowing money and knocking on doors and doing all these things, it's just like, oh my, she doesn't borrow money from me or whatever, but um, in my opinion, she takes too much of an interest in me as far as like where I'm at in the house and like if I'm awake or she always asks me if I need anything from her and it's like, Oh my gosh. But it's like, just, I'd rather just have her leave me alone and ignore me and not ask me if I need anything. It's like, don't go out of your way to knock on the door and you know, at 1230 after midnight and start asking me like, if I need something from you, like just don't talk to me and I'll be perfectly fine with you. Just not even asking me if I need anything. Um, it's like, just leave me alone, you know, I just want to be left alone, and, you know, I feel very, like, I don't think she's intentionally being harassing, but I feel very, like, not, um, too comfortable with her, because she's very, like, irritating, um, but that's just, that's just the price of, you know, trying to have cheap rent, Um, It comes with, you know, people who have their own issues going on. Um, And so she can't move because she doesn't have the finances to move. Um, She can't move somewhere that costs more and everywhere else costs more. Um, I'm telling you guys, I'm paying less than $800 a month. And like I said, a studio costs like $1,800, $1,900 where I live. So it's like even getting a studio, maybe 15 if you're lucky, but that's kind of like if you're competing with more people, you're rarely finding them 13, 1400 nowadays, but it's like, if you think about the cheapest ones, everybody's applying for the cheapest ones, so realistically, you're going to get something probably in the 15, 1600 range, Um, and if you don't want to compete too much, you could probably move pretty quickly if you chose one that was more than like 1600 but again this is a studio it's a glorified bedroom so it's like 
you know, really. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I would say I kind of go through, like, kind of trying to process things, like, and that's kind of more of a surface level, um, like, I do kind of feel more, like, on the end of, like, you know, people taking advantage of kindness, I feel like the old man kind of does that, he, he takes advantage of the fact that he knows we're just gonna forgive him, and just be like, okay, whatever, you know, just let this keep going, and then she knows that we're not gonna get mad, um, that we're just gonna let it keep going, and it's like, in a way, I'm kind of glad that he got to the point where he, like, tried to call the police, even though it didn't really warrant a police call, but it was more like he was threatening her with, with like, if you just don't calm down and just be quiet, um, because we've been asking so much of the time, this is over a year now, that she just still can't take her phone calls just out to the car at 3.30 a.m. It's like, I don't understand, like, why you think it's okay to, like, yell on your phone and inconvenience everybody else when it's like, this is your problem, you're dealing with this at 3.30 a.m., we shouldn't all have to deal with this at 3.30 a.m., like, why is this, why is it becoming all of our problem, why can't she just deal with it by herself, she knows we're annoyed, she gets to the point where now she apologizes after the fact, and so I'm kind of like, well, if you know that you're bothering people and waking everybody up, then stop, you know, but I feel like she just doesn't care enough to really consider others and to me that annoys me um I get very kind of like upset by people not considering other people um being very inconsiderate not thinking about oh what do these other people need um not necessarily putting them first but that she's really putting herself first 100% of the time with these types of situations like she's always like I need to have this conversation now, you know, I don't want the inconvenience of putting on my shoes and going outside to my car, I mean, her car doesn't even really drive right now, so it's literally sitting right there, she could literally go out into her car and just sit there and talk on her phone, like I do all the time, like everybody else does all the time, but the other people who talk in the house, we do it at normal hours when everyone's awake, and we do it quietly, and we have short conversations, And so it's not like we're yelling and screaming and arguing and fighting on the phone because that's what she's doing. So it's like, yeah, you'll overhear other people, but they're just having casual conversations or laughing and stuff like that, which is fine to overhear that. But it's more on the distressing side when you have to hear somebody screaming um, about their situation. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like and if it's waking everybody up. And if it's got people, like, distressed enough, like, I couldn't even go to sleep because I'm, like, after all that whole ordeal, I'm, like, how are you going to sleep after all that? Like, you know, because I had a lot of anger and frustration and just irritability. And when I get woken up just kind of, like, suddenly, I kind of feel a little, like, um, like, I get kind of, like, these body aches. And so I wasn't really able to easily sleep or fall back to sleep hardly at all. And I was just like, this sucks. This person sucks. She sucks, you know. And then she did start messaging. She tried to call me. This is 3.30 a.m. And then she sent me, like, a message for 30-something seconds. And I just assumed that she was going to think that the landlord, that I called the landlord on her. And so I just ignored the message. But it turns out, I mean, she has some family member that 
um, she's trying to convince to, you know, get COVID tested or vaccinated or something along those lines because they have health problems and maybe some symptoms going on right now. Um, and she's worried about this person's health, but I'm still like, how is that our problem that we still have to be woken up because you have this stressful situation? That's kind of how I feel it is. It's like, she gets a stressful situation, so we all have to suffer. Um, and that's kind of not okay and that's not fair, but I mean, I'm kind of at a place now where I would rather just tell her that that's how I feel, regardless of her excuses it's like everyone else makes sacrifices living in that house, like trying to like hold back their anger and trying to be civil with each other. And, you know, um, some people start arguments with each other. I hear that a lot, too. But I'm like, I'm not trying to start an argument. But how do you even, you know, try to um, like remedy something when the other person doesn't really want to do that? Right. Like you can't really just be like. I need you to stop and then they don't stop, you know, it's like, okay, like that's not cool. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really have boundaries that I've set with her because she can't follow any of them. Um, there's no consequence to her, um, being loud, like not for me. I mean, I can still tell the owner of the house and he'll take care of it and he'll get, he usually gets mad and yells at her and then she's upset about him yelling at her and he's he's a little stern and meaner with her so that she kind of like tries to get herself together because she's borrowing money from him and stuff. So it's this whole, oh my gosh, it's so much drama um, that I don't really want to be a part of, but I also don't want to move and pay like super pricey rent. So it's like, yeah, now I'm in a position of like, okay, do I get another job so I can just make more money to just get a comfortable place or move. I mean, I could move and I could technically afford a place, but it's like, it's still going to take a longer time, um, to get what I'm needing. And so it's kind of a lot to try to deal with, but, um, lack of sleep is not fun and I already have insomnia as it is. So adding her to the picture doesn't make it any easier or better or smoother. It actually makes things worse. Um, but yeah, but that's kind of how I look at things. It's kind of like a bit of an all around view, but it really is kind of like, what do I need? Um, cause to me, that's kind of what I need to focus on is kind of like, what do I need for myself, for my own peace of mind, for myself to feel okay, um, the things that I need are really attached to her needing to change, um, and if she's not going to change at all for the better, if the situation isn't going to change where she's not upsetting and pissing off everybody, then, I mean, I don't see it changing, so, I mean, I am going to have to work a little harder to get out of there. It's just not an ideal time to move with prices skyrocketing and a lot of my work environment changing. There's just a lot changing right now. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of like on my end. Um, and it, it is kind of hard for me to make moves that I need to make for myself. 
when I'm like, oh, like, but I don't want this job to feel like I'm not loyal to them or like, because they did me a solid or like, I don't want the house owner to kind of like not have somebody who pays rent um, routinely and on time because like he's a nice guy. But it's like, okay, how can I sacrifice for these people? You know, like, how can I sacrifice for, you know, a landlord that allows people to live in the house that can't even pay the rent? It's like, you know, if if I don't, you know, she can't pay the rent. She's not having to pay for any of her stuff. Like, and I get it. She's in a rough spot right now, but it's like, I'm not borrowing money from him or like, all that kind of stuff, and I'm not, like, jealous about it, it's not like that, but it's just kind of, like, when I flip the script, and I kind of look at it, and I'm, like, yeah, well, maybe I'm trying to be loyal to him, and make sure that he's having an easier time, it's, like, why am I not thinking about myself, and the fact that, like, I do lose sleep, and then I'm, like, clearly upset about this for, like, the rest of the, the, the morning and then I have no time to process it because I've got to work and so then after work now I'm just like oh my gosh like these fucking people um so that's kind of the mood I'm in now that's why I was saying earlier that I hope I'm in an okay headspace to be recording and I've had to restart this recording a little bit um because I keep ranting and ranting and raving about this situation that happened early at 3 30 this morning but um yeah, it's hard for me to even focus on, on a lot of other things just because it's kind of like it was super disruptive. I found it to be disrespectful. Um, I, you know, um, she has plenty of issues of her own. Um, I don't know what she's doing with her money, but she doesn't really have a lot of money. Um... I think somewhere between like January, I think it was January 2nd or January 3rd to like January 9th or something like that. Like, cause again, she's so loud. Like she had her phone out, like, you know, on speaker, um, talking through her bank of America, you know, balance of her account and everything. And she had like negative $80 out of two accounts and over a hundred something purchases between the 3rd and the 10th of of January, it's like seven days about, how do you make a hundred something purchases unless you're sharing your card? But it's like, how do you make that many purchases? And then she went on to get, she ordered a new debit card. I know this because that's how loud it is that her phone is that I can hear it through the wall, word for word, all that she was recording, all, all that she was listening to, I could hear it too. So... You know, these are the kind of things I notice. Like, she has no money, even though she's been working. Um, I don't know what's going on with her finances. It's none of my business, but it's clearly things aren't working out good. Um, and especially because when her car broke down, she had no money to fix it. And she ended up losing her job because she had no car. And now she's been home all the time and borrowing money from this landlord. So it's kind of like all these dynamics that's like, why why do I need to stay in a place where this guy is letting her stay? It's like he's not doing the best for the community. He's kind of maybe caring a lot about how he's going to feel if he evicts somebody um, who can't pay their rent, who can't pay their bills. And this is like months. Um, this is like before some this is like before Thanksgiving 
And then even like since April, she hasn't even been able to routinely pay her bills since April of 2021. And so we're a long time in now where she's showing all kinds of behaviors where he's allowing it. And then on my end, I'm like, oh, well, I kind of want to let him like I still want to do him a solid. But it's like, well, he's not doing us a solid other than yelling at her and like limiting he definitely contributes to limiting how out of control she can get because she does get a little wild with her ways. Like he limits it because he, you know, did what he did with like threatening to call the cops or he'll yell at her enough that she gets like upset enough that she'll actually finally stop. But it's like now we have to overhear all these arguments and things. I mean, that's not the solution. It's like argue argue and fight so that she'll stop it's like she should know by now because it's been over a year that we've been voicing the same concerns when you walk in the halls when you walk in the house you're stomping when you shut your door when you shut the front door we have this metal gate screen door thing a metal gate we have a, a front door you know wooden front door um she slams the doors and screams on her phone and stomps around it's kind of like even if she's not on the phone we still know that she's up and stomping everywhere and just to add to things she'll be knocking on people's doors asking if they're okay and stuff like that so you're just like damn it like shut the fuck up you know it's like it gets to the point where I just don't even answer and then she just keeps on and I just open the door and just tell her to go away it's like what else am I supposed to say like get out of here like you know like So stuff like that. It's like, well, she, I've basically decided I'm not going to talk to her anymore. um, Because I am at a point where I can't really control being, being not too nice. Um, I know she left me a message and I know it was probably about like the explanation. Um, I don't need the explanation and I'm not going to, you know, I do care that her family gets better, but I'm not going to go out of my way to show like sympathy about this because it's still not okay just because your family member is having an issue you know it's not okay to be waking everybody else up when you very well know that other people have voiced that they don't want you yelling like this all the time this isn't the first time so I don't feel any need to talk to her anymore um just because that's the least I can do is not engage um in conversation with her at all The only conversation I'm going to be having is leave me alone, go away, stop knocking at the door, don't call me. That's basically just the extent of my conversations with her are just going to be declining to be in contact with her. Um, I think that would be the best thing for me. And then also not really thinking along the lines of trying to do this guy solid um, that owns the house, not really thinking along the lines of trying to do this... um, the the how the the work you know the work site a solid yeah they you know out of school they did do me a solid and get me a job right away but there were some points too where during a promotion they did flat out lie um about the pay rate and everything um and you know they tried to kind of like gaslight me about it but I know the reality of what this person said, um, and, you know, I feel like, yeah, I'm comfortable, yeah, I don't really want to move, but at the same time, it's like, 
well, my favorite boss is just about to leave at the end of this month too. So now I'm kind of more like, okay, well, if she's leaving, then I really don't feel any obligation to anybody else at this company. Everyone else is kind of newer than I am. Um, the job is kind of cushy because I'm working from home. It pays decently well. It's pretty flexible. Um, but at the same time, it's like they offered to pay me double what they're paying me now. And that's not okay. Um, so I don't really know. Um, you know, part of it was my fault, but it's like I did get into a contract with them but it was verbal that they told me the pay rate twice of how much it was going to be even at the interview and then when it came along to filling out the paperwork they were like oh just sign sign it as it is and like remember our agreement and then I signed it and then I'm like okay waiting for the first paycheck I get the first paycheck and I'm like this is what I signed for but it's not what you said And so, I mean, I know, you know, I know how things work that, you know, you do have to have it in writing and sign, but at the same time, it's like, I did trust this person that was telling me this because this is the person who hired me out of school. They went and started their own company. And then, um, that previous boss that I had from the old site, they got hired on to direct this new site and then they hired me on. Um, so I basically had the same two bosses twice. Um, so I trusted in the situation. I trusted her. I trusted the whole thing. And so I'm like, so why am I going to try to do them a solid now? I mean, even in the past at another site, it's been like that too, where it's kind of like, okay, like they, I trusted them, um, to, you know, take care of us, you know, like there were some of us clinical staff, that there were like three of us that were like handling almost everything. And we had all these high risk clients and they weren't going to budge. And they started trying to make a meeting out of like, let's not, let's not, um, like, let's try to focus on a way to like arrange your calendars. And it's like, that's not the problem because it's a walk-in clinic. You can't arrange a calendar because you don't know who's going to walk in. Like you can arrange stuff, but they might not answer like for their appointments, they might not show for their appointments, you know, there's all this stuff that might, might or might not go on, right, and so you're just kind of like, okay, like, like the solutions they were offering were not real solutions, they were just trying to get us to stop complaining about the reality that we thought it was problematic, and they kept, they, you know, they kept just trying to tell, it was me and a couple other staff that stood up, they were kind of like, we, we can't take this anymore, and we're kind of on the verge of almost quitting, And the other boss that I was saying, not the one that lied, but the one that's about to leave, she's the one who, once she got back from maternity leave, she stuck up for us and was like, let's try to actually get a solution going here. Um, The rest of us didn't really want, didn't really want her um, to have to deal with it. We wanted the higher ups to have to deal with it because they were the ones that were putting all these demands on us. But it kind of came back to her and she was the one that was solution focused in all of this. And she was the one who kind of got us to a place where we felt like we were no longer sinking but could swim a little bit and things got better because of her. And so it's kind of like, yeah, this company doesn't really take care of us. A little bit they do, but it's like 
yeah, what I'm seeing now is like, okay, why be loyal? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't want to get in the habit of like being vindictive or screwing people who screw me. Not really that kind of thing, even though my mind does kind of go there. But I don't really want to do that. I want to think about it more like, okay, what do I need for myself? And part of me is like, oh, well, I want to be nice and like have people know that I'm trying to like be nice. But then it's like, and because I'm comfortable because I don't want to move out of the house. I don't want to move out of my job. I've been in both of these places for quite a long time. But it's like, I'm not really going to get a lot of peace of mind staying at either honestly um the job isn't really that bad I mean I like the job um but also I mean like yeah double the pay I mean come on that's that's bull I'm telling you but I mean stuff like that so I'm kind of like yeah you lied and I'm still trying to you know stick it out so I, I've got to I've got to work on that for myself because it's my own fuck up that is just like okay like I'm gonna really sit around and let these people dictate you know where my stress levels are gonna be handled like how you know my life is gonna go how how my finances are gonna like impact my life you know just because I'm like sticking around just trying to be the nice guy you know it's like but they don't really have my back. Like, it seems like it because they're kind of nice, but they don't really have my back. Um, and I do think in these situations, it's fine to look out for myself. But to me, I mean, that's something that I'm not really, I mean, this I go all this way at this long ass explanation to say, like, it's not easy for me to just like look out for myself about things. I'm used to like, eh, I can kind of deal with that. I can kind of let people walk on me a little bit for stuff. Um, I, you know, whatever I can handle, I can take it. Um, you know, but that's not fair to myself and, you know, it doesn't help my life. Um, I mean, I have friends that are constantly asking me like, Oh, are you going to move? When are you going to move? All this kind of stuff. And then like, it got to a point where I didn't really move for a really long time. And now it's at a point where everything's so inflated and I still have not moved yet to um now people are still wondering like well why have you not moved you know like why are you still there and now it's like almost unaffordable to move like I don't really have as many options as I did and it's like well now the income I mean I don't not make decent money but it's like where I live it's like the income isn't that good compared to the cost of living like if you're making if you need to make like Let's say, including utilities, if I was going to pay nearly 2000 a, a month for rent, um, that means I would need about $6,000 a month, and that's not how much I'm making. So, um, I mean, I could, be making, I could be making that amount if I was getting paid what they told me that they were going to pay me, and so things like that. And I don't think I'm going to get that high amount of a pay rate, but... I do think that I have options, I have a brain, um, I don't really have to put up with all the bullshit kind of stuff, um, and I kind of just need to let myself not put up with it anymore, um, I don't have, I don't feel like I have to do anything externally, I don't feel like I'm gonna have to go and, like, 
like have some deep conversation with somebody about this is what I'm doing now. I think that, you know, I've decided in my mind along these routes of like, this is how I'm going to handle her. This is how I'm going to handle this job. I'm just going to do what's best for me. Um, you know, these people have kind of had their chances. I don't really think that I need to be, I'm not going to try and be disloyal to people and like screw them, but I'm also not going to try to just be Mr. Nice Guy and like just let people walk over a situation just because they know I'm just going to let it, let them do it, let them get away with it. I'm not going to really cause a fuss. So whatever, like you can gaslight me, you can, you know, just keep on doing the same thing and having really poor boundaries. Like that's not okay. Um, but it does take too long for me to kind of get to a point where I should just call it quits with certain people with certain stuff it's like I'll stick in there for a long time you know and you know people who might know might not well I think even a lot of people who know me probably don't even really know too much how I was raised but you know I've been definitely gaslighted for sure by some family members that you know were abusive in the past and you know, they flat out in front of my face lied to other family members or other people while I was there saying like, oh no, I never do anything like that or that never happens or they kind of like cut me off and made it sound like I was like making things sound like bigger than they really were. It wasn't really a big deal. You know, things that I've like witnessed or experienced and they're just kind of like, oh, like that didn't really happen or like they explain their side of the story in a certain way. And, you know, I never, there, there are a few people, so, you know, but I didn't really like stick up for myself with all of it. But, um, one time I left the room, I just like got up and left. Um, cause they were flat out lying. And then the, the other person, I just, um, I didn't really get up and leave, but I kind of just outright told them that I think that, you know, it's wrong to be, you know, like hitting people like physically abusive and things like that. And this person is, was kind of, I've talked about this a little bit before. They were kind of like, oh, you know, that, that there's a right kind of hitting and a wrong kind of hitting. And I just like looked at them and I didn't say a word. I just like looked at them and I was just like, this is bullshit. Like, (laughs) like you people don't really know what you're saying. Um, You're just trying to make an excuse for how you've been. And, oh, that's what you tell yourself, you know? So it's kind of like things like that where it's like, yeah, I was raised in an environment where it's like people were kind of already getting away with, with stuff that they knew they could get away with. Um, and then now later in my adult life, these people are still kind of in my life in a way. Um, I haven't fully cut them off. Um, but I know that they're in the wrong. Um, at least they were way back. And I know that all the recent kind of interactions that they've tried to have are wrong. I know that they feel guilt and shame and lie about what they've done um, and these types of things, and so it's kind of like, when I think about it, it's pretty similar to the other stuff about, you know, the gaslighting, and the people just kind of like, not 
really keeping good boundaries and thinking, oh, I can just get away with this and you'll still kind of be like involved in my life. You know, this one, like the one person who made the comment about um, not really being, um, about not really being, um, um, what do you call it? they made a comment about not, not really being like, like how I should know that, that, you know, there's like a right type and a wrong type of hitting kind of thing. Like those kind of comments where I'm just like, really? Like, you really think that, um, this person still often like almost every week or so sends me like a Facebook little, like in the messaging, they'll send me like a little heart or like a little, like, little I love you message kind of thing and I just ignore it because I'm like okay whatever um the other person just you know they're not available in any way shape or form um emotionally or anything but then they get really offended that you know I I'm nice to this person compared to other people in their lives um my other I have a few other family members that you know ignore ignore them completely altogether like um, ignore their emails, ignore their calls, ignore any kind of like attempt to really like engage. Um, this person attempted to buy one of my family members a phone just so that they can get in touch. And they keep pushing this, like, let's be in touch. Let's see each other. Let's see each other in person. Let's take these family trips. Let's talk on the phone. Let's interact by texting and stuff like that. And then, you know, it's like, why do they want to interact? And then the other person who I'm seeing, who's just like set a clear boundary that they're not going to interact with this person at all. Um, I've noticed that the person is like a little perplexed as to like, well, why isn't, isn't this person responding to me? They'll ask me like, have they talked to you? Have you talked to them? I'm like, yeah, like we talk regularly And it's like, well, why, like, they kind of can't see why it is that this person isn't, like, engaging with them. Um, And I just want to be like, well, because you were abusive towards them and neglectful, like, why would they, now, now, all of a sudden, when you want them around, it's like, you expect them to come around, you know, like, that's not really how this works, you know, like, um, and... So I kind of respect the person who's avoiding, you know, that other person because I'm like, dude, like they don't deserve they don't deserve to have to subject themselves to this other person's uh, methods of trying to like socialize and interact because it's changed in a way that's like, okay, maybe there's no like physical hitting and maybe there's some stuff that just isn't really happening just because like everybody grew up, everyone's a little bit older um, you know, when you're in like your thirties, it's not very common for your, for family members to be trying to like, like spank or beat their kids and stuff. You know, it's kind of like, okay, like you can go ahead and try it, but if you want to see what's going to happen, I mean, I'm not a violent person, but I can definitely call the police. I, I will not hesitate. Like, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, you were in the wrong, um, people who know that they've been in the wrong, um, but also on maybe my own end, like, 
still having um maybe not as much experience just like discarding those kind of people or setting more of a distance from those types of people and kind of like letting them use their excuses letting them kind of slide by on things um I don't see why I should have to you know um I don't think I should have to because I like if I see it from someone else's perspective which is kind of easier to do um, if I look at how someone else, how I would tell someone else to handle somebody like that, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, if they're gaslighting you, definitely, like, keep trusting them, keep being loyal, you know, I'd be like, hell no, if you don't want to be there and do that and be loyal to them, if you find something better, you know, go get yours, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not into really being vindictive, um, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm never, like, for example, the roommate that was, like, um, loud in the night like before I even figured out what was going on like I had a meeting that I clearly could have just worn my headphones all the meeting but I decided I'm just gonna let my meeting you know on zoom today just blast through the speakers because they woke me up and I know that they were probably up all night too and I'm like screw this like I shouldn't have to be quiet wearing these like uncomfortable headphones um when I would rather just you know not wear the headphones because I don't really like the ones that I use for my computer um, so I was like, well, I don't want to use my headphones. So I'm just going to take my headphones off and let you hear this and overhear it while we share a wall. And I know that you're home today and you're going to have to overhear my whole entire conversation for two hours and then another hour long conversation and another half hour long conversation. I'm just going to let you listen to all of these because you're being noisy and loud. Um, and while I'm documenting, I'm going to listen to podcasts and you can overhear the podcast that I'm listening to is like, well, I don't have to be quiet either, you know, and I have an excuse. I'm working. Um, so no one's really going to be like, oh yeah, you should turn down your stuff because I'm working. Like somebody can tell her to be quiet because she's, you know, not working and she has, you know, it's kind of an optional thing for her to be screaming on the phone. Um, it's not really optional for me to like really be working. Like I have to work. I have to take care of the people's calls and stuff. I don't have to do them in that way, but it's like, that's kind of how I get passive aggressive. I'm like, well, you weren't quiet for your own comfort. So I'm not going to be quiet for my own comfort. Um, and then see how you like that for today. You're, you're noisy all night. I'll be noisy all day and then we'll never get any peace. But I mean, it's kind of like, yeah that's kind of warranted in my head. So that's kind of how I handled it today. But I did come to the conclusion that I'm not interacting with this person anymore. Um, and the only interactions I'm going to have is to basically decline interacting with them and no more than that. And so, yeah. And with, yeah, with the job situation, kind of the same thing. Um, cause the job situation is conti- contributing to kind of the situation that I'm living in. Again, it's not that I can't afford to um live somewhere different, but you know, if I'm if I want to have like a competitive rate that I can pay, it would be nice to make more to have more options. And that's definitely an option I think for me um to not have to deal with these types of situations and these types of people. Um but I don't really like I don't really like, um, 
kind of having to think like this, having to think about it. It's not easy um, to sit with, to think about. It's easier just to be mad and angry. I mean, part of me gets mad at myself, too, because it's like I'm perpetuating this. Like, there's nothing I'm doing that's, like, making it happen, but at the same time, I'm not doing anything to make it stop either. Um, I've done what's in my comfort level and within my power to keep things civil, um, and that's basically, I feel like that's my role. That's all I can really do. I don't think I should be taking the loyal role anymore. I think I should just, like, do what I gotta do for myself at this point, um, and not really have to deal with all these fucking people. Um, but, I mean... That's how I can see that I contribute to my own, you know, situations. I know everybody kind of does for themselves, but it's hard to kind of be, um, to kind of acknowledge it. It's, it isn't easy for me to be kind of like, oh yeah, this is on me too. Um, it's easier, like I was doing in the beginning, it's easier to just be like, screw this person. They're doing all this. They're doing this, this and that. But it's like, it is on me too cuz it's like well I could move, I could leave, I could get a job that can make it easier for me to move and leave, you know. Um I don't have to stay at this job, you know. Why am I trying to be loyal to them? There is I think there is mostly the comfort in staying. Um it's easier to stay put at a house than it is to move. It's easier to stay put at a job than to move. Um and trying to do it all during a pandemic isn't necessarily ideal. Um, everyone's kind of higher stress than they already need to be. Trying to be out in the community and meeting new people is already more, um, you know, stressful than it would have ultimately been. So I don't really see any any um, way that I'm not really handling it as I should. I mean, I'm just more like in the beginning of the beginning phases of things and haven't really acted on any of it. I'm just more like trying to I've been trying to figure out kind of what's going on and kind of like where I can get more comfort to kind of like do what I need to do for myself. And definitely the boundaries need to be tighter. Definitely the, you know, the way I handle things needs to be a little more like for myself. Um, and not always for other people, other people, other people, other people. It's like, I need to do this for myself too. And not necessarily just like doing for other people. Um, like, I don't, I don't know if I really feel like I won't be like accepted. I don't really care about these housemates. Like I get along with just about everybody. So I don't really think, um, a lot of this stuff is really going to be, too um big of a of a major deal um but yeah that's kind of my take on things um I mean I'm I'm pretty sure it's not just it's not just you know past situations of like having some toxic you know relationships with people it's not just that that's kind of led to me like kind of feeling this this kind of way. Um, it's not just those situations from childhood, from my past, all that kind of stuff, and trying to confront that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like 
Um, but I, I do think I'm, you know, I am more naturally inclined to being like all for other people, not like not for myself, but like I am more inclined to like care for other people to actually want them to be doing well and show compassion. That's just kind of naturally how I am. But that also kind of gets me into to these types of situations where it's like, you know, I, I start thinking about other people, too. I'm just like, oh, man, I don't want to let them down. You know, yeah, there's the discomfort of the change on my end, but it's like, whatever. Like, I don't want to let them down. Um, but it's like at this point, it's like, screw if they're let down. Like, I mean, they've let me down, too. So, like, you know, and these are like people that I've kind of trusted in to kind of keep things you know, in order, you know, like I trusted my finances to somebody who just totally flat out lied about it and then tried to gaslight me about it. I kind of trusted my, you know, comfort in a in a household paying somebody rent that can't really manage the household. And it's kind of like, well, I need to get away from these types of people um, and just go get mine. So I don't really care um about the loyalty towards them so much that kind of gives me more motivation towards doing kind of what I need to do for myself um and it actually does help that like my favorite boss that I really love working with um she's leaving so I really don't care about the other staff as much like there's there's not like a lot of emotional ties that are really going to keep me there and the other lady that's kind of in charge of the company, she's the one who lied about things anyways. And so I'm kind of like, well, I don't really care at this point. I'm not going to stick around for her. Um, so I don't really know. But um, so that's kind of where my head and my heart are with these types of things. Um, and... I'm not even really too sure, like, what exactly is going on, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly pretty, um, confident that I'm handling this you know, accurately and kind of looking at it accurately. Um, a lot of topics in here, guys, a lot of topics. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to like organize my ideas when I have a lot of like emotional stress going on, as you can tell, it's not like an easy, um, thing to keep trying to talk about all this stuff, but also it's like, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm struggling with it. It's like, I don't want things to change, but it's like, if they don't change, I'm going to lose my mind. So, you know, and I'm the only one who can change it. So I've got to kind of see what my options are looking like here. Um, and kind of see how I can dig myself out of this. Um, so that I can kind of find as much peace as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's healthy to live in a household where people are even yelling on the phone, arguing with people that I've never seen or heard, but it's also not healthy to live with somebody who, um, you know, yells at other people, 
I mean, this landlord got pushed by another tenant before, like, physically pushed because he was kind of, like, being too verbally aggressive, like, getting up in somebody's face. And, like, that's kind of how he handles things. When he gets frustrated and mad, he kind of pushes his way around. And the other guy wasn't really going to take it. And so I'm like, wow, like, I don't know. And the old lady's mad at him. Like, she chewed him out the other day. She's like, you are blind and you do not see that she's taking advantage of you. Um, And that lady is taking advantage of him. Like, she's taking his money, hasn't paid him back hardly. So he has been become more of a hard ass towards her and she is kind of getting it together for him but it's like he still feels like he needs to apologize for her behavior and it's like in a way it's like yeah you're the one managing this household and she isn't obedient to what you say she's not respecting you or the house or everyone else's needs um and so, yeah, there's just all these things um, that happen that just make the dynamics so much more complex than it needs to be. But I don't know what people think about this. You guys probably think I'm nuts living in a house like this. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. We all make our decisions, right? Um, but, yeah, this is kind of my thought process with things. And like I, I mentioned, like, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. Sometimes I know what I should do and I still don't even do it. So go figure. But for now, that's all I'm going to record. Um, I got more topics coming up. But thanks for listening.